third chapter of Joshua, verses 1 through 6. Listen to the word of God. Early in the morning, Joshua rose and Joshua set out from Shittim with all the people of Israel. And they came to the Jordan and they lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it, that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, a distance of about 2,000 cubits. Do not come near it. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and they went before the people. Thus far the scripture. God, we are eternally grateful for your spirit's presence in this place. We're grateful that you having loved us, you brought us together and called us the Ray of Hope Church. Thank you, O oh God, for our people who are physically here and people, O oh God, who are virtually with us today. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Now we need a word from you, because if you don't speak to us, we do not know what to do. We need you every day to show us your perfect way. We have prayed, we have asked you, God, to lead us during this season so that we might lead your people. You do it, God, and Master, we will not fail. We'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the things about God is that God is a promise keeper. Whenever God makes a promise, God keeps that promise. Regardless of how long it takes for the promise to realize, God is a promise-keeping God. And so sometimes for us, we often give up on pursuing the promises of God because of delays or sometimes obstacles in our lives. In other words, if it does not come through as quickly as we want it to come through, we abort living out uh, pursuing the promises of God. Or sometimes when there's a delay, it doesn't come through at the time we want. Amen. It doesn't come through when we want. It doesn't come the way we want. We can give up uh, believing that the promises of God will indeed come through. But the God that we serve is a promise-keeping God. And that God always come through. The old folks say God may not come when you need God or when you want God to come, but God is always on time. Anybody in here can testify that just about the time you thought God was not going to come through, God came through, and God came through in a major way. God had made a promise to the people of God. 
And the people of God were going to have a land flowing with milk and honey. They called it the promised land. Amen. It was the best thing, the best hope for a different life, a different future uh, for God's people who had come out of, uh, again, uh, Egyptian slavery and Egyptian bondage. And now God had made a promise to them. God had made a promise to their forefather Abraham that he would give them a land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Give them a land that they would prosper in. Amen. It is called the promised land by a promise keeping God. Amen. And here they are in the book of Joshua. Amen. They had come through the wilderness with Moses. Moses is now dead. His little protege, uh, Joshua, is now the leader of the people of Israel. Uh, they are in a new phase of their lives. How many of you know that there are phases in life? Amen. Under Moses, there were miracles and wonders. Under Moses, I tell you, whatever Moses touched turned to gold. God, they saw the Red Sea open up. And swallowed the Egyptians. They, they saw signs and wonders in the wilderness. They saw manna falling from heaven in the wilderness. They saw quails coming through the sky and just dropping in their midst so they can be fed miraculously by this promise-keeping God. Those things were all in the past under Moses. And here they are now under the leadership of their new leader, Joshua, Moses' prodigy, Joshua, the one who God had chosen to lead them in this next phase of life and development. They are under the leadership of of Joshua and Joshua has to lead them now not by way of miracles but by way come on y'all of military exploits they uh, they had seen miracles under Moses but now they have to fight their way into the promised land I want you to hear me today that sometimes God's gonna do some things for you miraculously and other times God will be with you if you have to fight your way to get what God has promised you. I want you to hear me today. That sometimes you're going to pray for stuff and you're going to get it almost instantly. Suddenly, come on, you call God today and by tomorrow, everything is worked out in your favor. Come on, you ask God to do it. And God did it for you miraculously. Amen. And then there are other seasons in your life where you are going to have to square your shoulder, look the enemy in the face, and you are going to have to fight like you have never fought before. Come on, y'all. Sometimes there are miracles, uh, and sometimes it's going to be have it's going to have to be taken by military force. The people of Israel. The people of God are in another phase of their life. Miracles are behind them. Military power and military might is what they need for this battle ahead. Amen. But remember I told you this is all happening because of a promise that God has made. They shall have the promised land. 
But there is one obstacle now for them to have in the promised land. There is this thing called the mighty Jordan River. In order for them to experience uh, 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 the promised land, they got to cross the Jordan. Come on. And the Jordan stands between where they are and where God would have them to be. Come on, y'all. In each of our lives, there's a Jordan that you need to cross. You hear me today? Come on. You are not going to get to your next best place in life unless you face the most, oh my God, ah, you're going to have to face that obstacle. Come on. You're not just going to walk into the promised land. You are not just going to walk in to your next best place in life. Come on. You are not just going to walk in to the next phase of your marriage, your relationship without having to cross a Jordan of some sort. You Look, look, you are not really married unless you've had your first big fight in the marriage. Come on. You, you you got, you got to fight your way through that space and that place in life. You are, uh, you are not going to get your next best job opportunity until you show that you are willing to fight your way through what is in front of you right now. You're not going to get to your next degree unless you fight your way through the one that you have delayed uh, doing right. I'm trying to help you understand that in each of our lives, there are going to be obstacles that you have to overcome before you can get to your next best place in life. The Jordan is metaphorical for that obstacle that you have to get by. Anybody in here knows that we are going to get through this thing in America. But it is a Jordan that we have to cross. We got to get past this thing. Come on, y'all. We got to get past this thing. And we will get past this thing because we serve a promise-keeping God. A God who says just Hold on just a little while longer and everything's going to be all right. We serve a God who says stand still and see the salvation of God. A God who says be still and know that I am God. A God who says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and those that dwell there. A God who says all the gold is mine, all the silver is mine. Come on. You can't be scared uh, as people of God. Oh, my God, because there's this Jordan uh, that we got to cross. If we've lived through SARS and lived through Ebola and lived through what the Ziki or the Iki was the last one. Come on, my AIDS. And we're still here. We are going uh, to get past this thing. But how do we get across the Jordan? Because we have never been... Uh, this way before. We have not been, uh, uh, you know, with, with COVID-19. We have never had to deal uh, with the possibility that all the schools may close. We have never had to deal with the fact that uh, hourly workers may lose their jobs, lose their homes. We have never had to deal with a government uh, that seems so, uh, I don't know what the word is. You want, want to call them diabolical, want to call them Devilish, want to call them self-absorbed, want to call them every name under the sun you want to call them. But we have not lived in a time and a season 
where it is so blatant the disregard for the poor and the vulnerable and those who do not have the resources, my God, simply to go to a doctor and get tested. We have not been this way before where the government just neglects the need of the people. Come on, y'all. We have not been this way before where you have the rich who can get tested and the poor who cannot get tested. Come on, my God. We ain't never been this way before. Now, mind you, there have always been evil people and evil leaders. And this country has always been a, a racist country. Come on. But the blatant disregard for everybody, rich and poor, black and white, we ain't never seen this before. How do you, how do you get past this CD right here? How do you get past? Joshua, Joshua said, hey, look at here. We are at the Jordan. Y'all see right there? Two things I'm going to let you go. It says early in the morning, Joshua rose and he set out from sitting with all the people and they came to the Jordan. Come on, y'all. At the end, watch it, watch it, three days. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant, excuse me, that's, that's going to be the sign that the leaders, come on, y'all, come on, come on. People follow strong leaders. <laughs> the leaders can't be scared. Come on, y'all, come on. The leaders can't be scared. I, I'm grateful to God that the praise team showed up because you are not just singers. You are leaders. You lead our worship. If we were to come here today and our worship leaders scared. If the worship leaders scared, the people going to be scared. Next thing you know, they're like, look, ah, the worship leaders, thank you for the ministers who came out today. You could have decided to stay home, but you decided I'm going to make it. I'm able, so I'm going to make it. There's something to be said about leaders who show initiative, leaders who show courage, leaders who are innovative and try to find different ways for us to be able to be together. It says, and when the officers of the tent, come on y'all, there's something about when a leadership is cohesive and we decide this is what we are going to do. We have made a decision that we serve a promise keeping God and if that God promise has never failed us, then we got to go do the Lord's work anyhow. Come on, we forget that for God we live and for God we die. It is in times like these that you see, come on, my God, the strength of the leaders, the metal of the leaders. My grandma, my grandmama say the constitution of folk. My God, you got to see what people are made of in times like these. When the officers he said, when you see them, he said, follow them. <laughs> if you are a promise-keeping person who worship a promise-keeping God, then you got to do this thing the way that God <laughs> has outlined for it to be done, Eric. Now, now watch you, watch you. It ain't just the, the leaders now. It says, but when you see 
the ark of the covenant. Come on, my God. That, that's the very presence of God. Uh, uh, this little golden chest, this little golden box. Come on, it says, when you see the priest, the Levites, carrying it. Come on, you, I, I, I wish I could paint that picture for you. Amen. They had come through the wilderness, and now they are at the Jordan, and, and they can't get over the Jordan uh, because the Jordan is a difficult river to cross. It's like the Cumberland over there where my sister lived in Pennington Bend. That, uh, that, 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 that gulch, that, that, that chasm is about 70, 80 feet of water there. Come on, y'all. But, but the, the leaders are standing at the, at the, at the brink of the Jordan. <laughs> That's where we are standing right now. Come on, Rayo. We are at the brink of the Jordan. We got to get past this thing. Come on. It ain't just lights that's lighting up the sanctuary. The church is doing better. Come on, y'all. The church has settled here, and we are at the brink of our next best place in life and ministry. We cannot go down right now. We got to get past this Jordan. Come on, my God. Oh, I don't know about you, but I hold God to God's promises. Why? Because they might be slow. Come on, my God. But God, uh, hallelujah, is a promise-keeping uh, God. Mm -hmm. it, says, uh, it says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, now, what is significant about that? You know, I'm going to preach it quick, but I always got to teach you a little something about this little Bible that we talk about. Amen. This little box, the little golden chest, the Ark of the Covenant. It is not so much what the chest is. <laughs> that's important. And what the chest uh, represents, that's important. It represents the presence of God. But, Eric, what I'm interested in is what is inside <laughs> of the Ark of the Covenant. Come on, they got three little things in there that's important for us, uh, uh, Sister Overton back there, the, the three items that were always kept in the Ark of the Covenant. One, uh, Aaron's rod that budded. Come on, Aaron's rod that budded. Aaron's rod that budded. What, what is that? It, 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 you go back to the story of Exodus and, and you see Aaron's rod represented God's divine choice of leadership. It is divine leadership. Whenever you saw the Ark of the Covenant, come on, you had to decide whether you were going to let God lead you or whether you were going to lead your own self. It's the psalmist captures it. Trust in the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge God, and God will direct your path. So the people of God were saying, uh, Joshua was saying to the people of God, when you see divine leadership, that is when you follow it. Come on. Divine leadership is not about, you know, being perfect. Divine leadership is about relationship. Come on, my God. It is how connected you are with the promise-keeping God. Because the promise-keeping God will keep God's promises. Uh, come on, don't you hear it got, the, it got the rod that budded. And then in that ark come, came a little bit of manna. They had to keep a little bit of manna. Come on, manna is a miracle uh, that took place when they were in the wilderness. God used to just rain down manna. Manna is God's provision. Come on, so the rod is God's leadership. Manna is God's provision. Come on, uh, that when you see God providing for you in the middle of the crisis, 
It says, follow that God. Come on, y'all. Uh, I pray today that you will never lack a meal during this crisis. I, I declare and decree that you will keep your jobs, that you will have food on your table and a clothes on your back because you serve a promise-keeping God. Come on, y'all. <laughs> And then in that box, in that Ark of the Covenant, you got Aaron's rod that budded. And then you got a little bit of manna. And then you got the ten tablets. Come on. The law of God. The principles of God. What we call the ten commandments. Come on. That God has divine law. Divine law. Come on, y'all. Divine law. We don't care what happens in the White House. We know we cannot trust what happens in the White House. We know we cannot trust what happens in the Senate. We know that folks in the Congress can be bought and sold. We know we got a government that colludes uh, with foreign governments. We do not know what in God's name is going on in this country. We do not know if we have been sold to China or to Russia. We do not know what is happening here? And so we got to trust uh, the law of God. We got to trust in the justice of God. God told uh, Joshua, tell the people, when you see the ark of the covenant, he said, I want you to follow it. Follow it. You can't be scared. You got to follow God, a God who will protect you, a God who will lead you, a God who will provide for you. Oh, my God, you got to follow it when you see it moving in your midst. And then I won't keep you long. Verse 6, it says, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself. Separate yourself. Oh, in the old church, it says, let's fast and pray. Come on, but But it's a little bit more than just fasting and praying. It's a little bit more than stopping, cussing, and drinking, and ah, whatever else y'all do. Amen. Whatever else we all like to do. Amen. It's a little bit more than that. Come on, my God. To sanctify yourself means like you designate yourself. You set yourself apart. You say to God, God, this is how I'm going to live past this season of my life. It is about God. I'm focused. Anybody in here focused? You need to be focused during the season right now. You need to be focused on what God is leading you to do during this season. This is not the time to be distracted. This is not the time to live a cluttered life. Come on. It is time for you to drop some folk. Come on, my God. Drop some habit. It's time for you. I, I got to focus right now. All of the tangential stuff that we got going on in Allah, you got to drop it right now. Separate yourself. Why? It's like the prophet says, I will stand uh, on my watchtower to see what God is saying and doing in my life. I'm trying to help somebody understand that this is a season for you to sanctify yourself. Come on. Designate yourself. Get rid of the distraction. Get rid of the clutter. Too much noise. Too much folk. My God, all up in your ear and in your spirit. You got to decide uh, this is how I got to live my life during this season of my life. Sanctify yourself. Separate. Pull away from. Consecrate yourself. God. They said we ought to practice social distancing. 
I say we set, separate ourselves from folk who pulling on our spirits. Because you can stay away from them. But if you still let them pull on you. And they're draining you. Come on, my God. You can't stay focused. Come on, come on, come on. You got to get rid of some folk who just sapping all the strength out of you. During this season of your life, you got to sanctify yourself. Come on, pull away, pull away, pull away. Clean out, clean out, clean out. Tell them, come on, clean out, clean out. You got to go, you got to go. You ain't building up my strength. You are not building up my spirit. You are taking more than you are giving. You got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Every time you text, you disturb my spirit. Every time you call, you disturb my spirit. Come on, my God. Every time I eat with you, I leave more frustrated. Come on. You are pulling on me. Sanctify yourself. You can't get to your next best place in life. You can't cross the Jordan. And you got all these unsanctified folk pulling on you. Polluting your spirit Come on, you know there's some folk. I don't know. I had a friend of mine. I used to travel with one time. And I'm, you know, I'm not up on table recently. But uh, you know, for most of my ministry, I let's say about I, n- I never used to cuss. You know, I just cussing wasn't just one of my things. I used to think cussing is for folk who are ignorant and lack the ability to articulate their feelings. <sighs> that was before. I went through a, a season of my life, and you realize that there is something therapeutic about getting some stuff off your chest. Oh, but I used to, I used to hang out. We used to go on little trips, you know, with a certain friend of mine, and he cusses a lot. You know, so I used to enjoy just having a, you know, a friend to travel with and stuff like that. But, but Chris, every time I come back home, I mean, oh, Lord, have mercy. For the next few days, <laughs> I had to sanctify my mind. <laughs> and my grandmama said, wash my mouth with soap water. <laughs> it done got dirty from being around them. Come on, I'm trying to help you understand uh, that some folk you have to decide during this season of my life, I can't hang with you. Oh, my God. Because if the more I hang with you, the more I'm going to have to wash my mouth <laughs> with soap. Wash my spirit with soap. <sighs> See, y'all got to know yourself. <laughs> I got cussing in my DNA. My mama and my daddy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, but I got something else in view right now. <laughs> I'm almost done, y'all. Look at here. It, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Look, look. Verse 5, it says, sanctify yourselves. Amen. Today. <laughs> I like that. For what? <laughs> Say that again. For what? For what? That's what gives me hope today. Come on, y'all. That tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all see it right there? Tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. Oh, am I going to cross the Jordan? 
Yes, I am. Are we going to live past Corona? Yes, we are. Are we going to live past COVID-19? Yes, we are. And when 20 come, are we going to live past it? Yes, we are. Why? Because we serve a God who holds tomorrow in God's hands. Come on, my God. Do not be afraid today. For tomorrow, God will deliver you. Tomorrow, God will make a way. Tomorrow, a cure will come. Tomorrow, the test will appear. Tomorrow, you shall be delivered. Tomorrow, you will wake up in the morning. Tomorrow, you shall worship God. Tomorrow, you shall live to see the salvation of God. Tomorrow, hallelujah. I get excited about tomorrow. Why? Because tomorrow with God is any time past right now. You got to get that in the morning. Come on, my God. Tomorrow with God is any time past right now. Y'all don't believe me? Right now in Australia, it's already what? Tomorrow. <laughs> Australia is 17 hours behind us. Come on, my God. It's somewhere in the world, it is always already tomorrow. And who holds tomorrow? God holds tomorrow. I may not know what the future holds. I may not know what's going to happen today, but I know that tomorrow my God shall supply all of my needs. Some trust in horses and chariots, but we trust in the name of our God. Ah, come on, Ray of Hope. Put your hands together and thank God for a God who holds tomorrow in God's hands. Stand all over the church. I may not know. 